Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And welcome back to this week's episode of Fuck Buddies, the podcast. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our lovely listeners and we endeavor to answer them for y'all. Yeah, and it's, I, I'm good. How's your, how's your no simp September going? It's, it's tough. I, mm-hmm. I just want to give in to all that mediocre pussy out there. Mm-hmm. I, I already forget the anacronym, but... Yeah, I remember it being mediocre pussy, but I can't remember, like, settling yeah. or something. Stupid idiot mediocre. <laughs> Simply impressed by... Slowly insert now. Uh, people are really funny, though. It's like, just like, I don't know. All You're the making me think of that, the song uh, Simply the Best. But <laughs> simply, simply impressed. Down, down, down. Pussy more mediocre than the rest. Yeah, damn it. Now I need to know what it is. It's going to drive me fucking crazy. Sucker who idolizes mediocre pussy. Yeah, okay. So really, it should be swimp. Swimp? Swimp? Which, like, kind of makes sense, you know? I mean, if you're calling someone a wimp, mm-hmm. right? Like, swimp makes sense. Yeah. I swimp is so much better. Y'all are fools for not swimping it up but now we've made the term you can send us five dollars every time you say it yeah uh should we get these questions yeah do you want me to start or do you want to start oh man i you know what i'm gonna start because i feel like uh i actually there's something i didn't know about women that uh seduction sobretta has kindly laid out for me so i figure i'll just let us let the, i'll teach us something that we can then apply to the rest of the podcast okay uh and they're they're nice enough because it's for genuine nice guys and newbies by the user Legend503. Oh, hey, I just saw this, yeah. Uh, why women see nice as something bad? When women are nice, they usually want something. They are only nice to manipulate your perception of them so you'll like them and do stuff, or for other narcissistic reasons. Because I, I never knew that, that women are only nice for narcissistic reasons or when they want something. Yeah. That's crazy. I should have known, I guess. I don't I guess know how you didn't. I guess it was crazy of me to think they could be like men and just be nice, you know, for... For the sake of being nice or because they're people, but wow. Only when they want something. And that's the thing. So when you, a guy, are nice, they get suspicious because in their world, you're not nice unless you want someone to do what you want. That's why they don't appreciate or value kindness. doesn't matter if you're genuinely good, a simp or a swimp, if you will. Don't overdo it. You don't have to be an asshole. That's a wrong turn. Be kind, not weak. Blah, 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 blah. This guy's an idiot. (laughs) I love that he's like, be kind, yeah, not weak, but they can't, like, women are incapable of registering kindness. Yeah, it's, he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. Also, just like, imagine having that toxic of a mindset on women. It's like, they're this rare creature that doesn't do human things. They're only nice when it suits them to get things. Yeah, what? like, imagine just imagining that there is an entire group of people arguably half, half the of the world yeah. like just are incapable of being genuinely nice yeah like absolutely just cannot fathom the idea that there is a woman out there who could you know help someone for the sake of being altruistic yeah i saw some i saw a woman hold the door open today and i was like whoa 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 what are you trying to get out of this the fuck you want huh? what are you angling i ran you away just, you want money Here, i just ran how much, yeah I how much for this door open <laughs> and i didn't and guess what she pulled out her her woman gun because every one of them has a woman weapon that activates only when you don't give her the thing she was nice to try to get yeah and usually like me. a like a small two-shot revolver either mm-hmm. like tucked in between cleavage or like oh yeah up the slit of a skirt oh yeah usually, only sex with places yeah 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 it has to be and general it, adjacent that's how it charges yeah and it can't be it can't be a real gun it's always got to be small and like oh yeah demure like, might kill someone probably just hurt them i don't know mm-hmm. it's no man's gun i'll tell you that yeah it's no fucking 50 cal yeah oh fuck yeah men are great oh <laughs> man i love men they can be nice 50 cal dick extender Does this guy just really like man he's like man man they're so nice fuck they're nice 
Must be because women like, aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know, man. Does he make half know. the world? Like all women are sociopaths? Like they just don't feel genuine emotion? Like what? Yeah. Oh things like this. And like not a single person is in the comments saying, nah. Yeah. Like everyone's like, yeah, man, <laughs> nailed it. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, actually one girl does say that it's wrong and someone said i don't ask fish a fisherman doesn't ask fish for help fishing neat it's like well like if <laughs> they like, did it would probably help yeah yeah man <laughs> a fish was like oh damn that lure right there fuck i want to put my mouth on it also you're equating mindless men. yeah mindless men. animals that also, like, women aren't just there to be consumed. Yeah, to be caught. Men. And, like, like also, fishing is so violent. You lodge, like, a spiky piece of metal in their face and drag them out of their environment until they either suffocate or you beat them to death. Yeah. Also, like, like cool. you, do it, you do it by luring, by, like, you know, throwing something attractive on the hook mm-hmm. in order for Something them to- fake as well. Like, it's meant to look <laughs> like. So, yeah, this I guess that is a pretty adequate, uh, you know, analogy for seduction. Yep. Anyway, I just thought it starts off with that fresh hell. Uh, so speaking of simps, oh. um, this comes from Reddit throwaway account Sharp. So you submitted the question? Yeah, you know I did. Oh, so- I, 31-year-old male, am in a submissive relationship with my girlfriend, 28-year-old female, and I just realized she doesn't actually love me. <laughs> my girlfriend of one and a half years and I, and I follow an FLR, which means female-led relationship. It's basically a lifestyle fetish thing. Without being too specific, I basically have dedicated my life to making her happy in a seemingly selfless way. It's not really selfless, I guess, because I enjoy it myself, and that's all I get from it. She controls all the finances. We only do stuff that she wants to do. Uh, We never do what I want. Sex is only for her. I do all the chores, etc. The whole relationship is basically about double standards that benefit her and that don't benefit me, to put it simply. But that's just how our relationship is. I've struggled with it from t- at time to time, but overall, I enjoy it. I have a sciatica issue with my back. It's normally not a big deal, but over the weekend, I seriously screwed it up. It was totally agonizing, and I had to go to the hospital. My girlfriend was completely unsupportive and didn't care about me at all. She told me to power through the pain, but I was like rolling around in pain almost. It was clearly impossible. I called her by her first name by accident, and she yelled at me for being disrespectful. I had to drive myself to the hospital because she couldn't, or she wouldn't let me use the phone. She was completely annoyed about the whole thing. I think she told me that she hopes I catch the virus, but I wasn't sure. I was out of it as I was leaving the house. They gave me some muscle relaxers in the hospital, and I'm doing much better now, but I'm trying not to exert myself too much until the disc completely goes back into its place. Also, while she does sometimes treat me badly as part of the quote-unquote role, she doesn't seem to be doing that here. I mean, she knew it was serious, and I think she just revealed exactly how she felt. I always thought, even though we were had this relationship, that she did actually care about me, but because of the way our relationship is, it didn't come out much. She loved me in her own way, I thought. But these last few days, I realized that she actually just views me as a literal servant. She doesn't even care about me as a person, only as a submissive partner. Even calling it a partnership doesn't make sense. Maybe this is wrong place for me to post it, but I wanted to get a vanilla perspective with some people that have normal, healthy relationships. Am I overthinking this? Do you think I might be able to make this relationship work long term? And if you have dabbled in DS stuff, Dom stuff for people who don't know, I'm curious to hear if any of you have had similar experiences. Thanks. Oh, wow. Okay. So in like physical domination and stuff, you have a safe word. Mm-hmm. So maybe this person needs a safe word for when he's in absolute agony and needs to go to the hospital and his girlfriend's being horrendous to him. And he's not sure whether or not they're playing the game and should be like, hey, wet beans. And they're like, oh, no, you're actually in agony. Let me help you. Yeah, I mean, like, that is, like, anyone who doesn't know anything about dom-sub culture knows about safe words. Like, it is... Yeah, it's pretty much the most accessible piece of information, because it's also probably one of the most important. Yeah, like, everyone knows this. So it blows my mind that you've entered into this dom-sub relationship, and you know that it's a fet sort of, like, situation and a lifestyle. Great, cool. But then you've done none of the work. Like, none of the backbone structure that makes these relationships work. I also love safe. there's almost, like, a little dig at the end where he's like, I guess I come talk to vanilla people. It's like, okay, okay, bud. Um, well, I think 
I think the real triggering thing in that last little bit is when he says um, he wants a vanilla or or vanilla perspective with people uh, that have normal, healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he's admitting that his is not healthy. Yeah. It's like normal is relative. Like there is Mm -hmm. no such thing as a normal relationship. There's sort of like a, you know, typical, I guess, in terms of like what is generally broadcasted or shown, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like in terms of normal relationships, that doesn't really exist because there's always some sort of, you know, tweak here and there from couple to couple to couple. Yeah. And like if he's admitting that his isn't healthy, then like that's the very answer he needs. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a Freudian slip. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. He probably thinks that like normal, healthy relationship in the sense that it's like a man and a woman in a, you know, a monogamous relationship. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. probably his like the the societal, you know, mind taking over at that point being like, that's a normal, healthy relationship, despite the fact that there are plenty of heterosexual monogamous relationships that are all hell of not healthy. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, if he is really into this, like, FLR or whatever, if he was doing it right, he wouldn't be struggling with it, right? Like, he says, oh, I struggle with it sometimes, but that that's a fucking red flag right there. It's meant to be, like, a fetish and something you enjoy. If you're struggling with it, you're either doing it wrong or you don't enjoy it as much as you might think. Yeah, um, and it's like... I I could get it, you know what I mean? Like it might suck every now and then to be like, I really want to go see this movie, but I know that I can't. Well, that's that would be an unhealthy relationship because it's like you're doing it because you want to do it. So if at any point yeah. you want to go see this movie, surely that's safe work time and you know, your partner presumably cares about you. So like like I don't think you can have this this role play up all the time unless that's what you want. And if no. it isn't, then you need those breaks or else it is an unhealthy relationship. You should never exactly. like, feel enslaved to the fantasy you guys have going on. Like people have sort of like their, like most BDSM couples that I know, like I know two couples who are very, very active, at least in the Toronto, like Dom sub scene. And like, if you like, I've gone out for dinner with them or like have met them out for birthday parties and shit. And it's like, you would never know. You know what I mean? Like there's because like they know that there's like compartments in their life where like you're not always on. You know what I mean? Like they're not constantly whipping each other and they're not always in leather. They don't always have a ball gag in their mouth. They know that like, oh, yeah, (laughs) there are times where like, you know, your fetish has a, a place to roll or play. And then there are times where like you put it aside and don't you know, actively live it. It's like no fetish is a 24 seven, a hundred percent of the time thing. Mm -hmm. And if it was, then like, you wouldn't like, if you wanted it to be, then surely there wouldn't be issues like this. That's the thing. It's like it, to me, it seems completely unreasonable to have it be a 24 hour thing, but Hey, if you want to do it, that's fine. But obviously you don't, if you're struggling with it and if you're, like partner can't even turn it off when you literally have to hospitalize yourself in a pandemic. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's so many things here where you said that you were so out of it that you don't really remember what she said and you drove mm-hmm. a car. Like you could have died, <laughs> my dude. Yeah. This seems dangerous, but also it's like, if you're that far out of it, that you can't remember, like, did you maybe imagine some of this stuff? Like that's, I don't know what, what is going on, but you need to go home and you need to be like, Hey, I enjoy what we're doing again, if you do, because I'm not entirely sure Um, and say, however, like yesterday I was in severe pain, blah, blah, blah. uh, And I needed you to be supportive and you weren't and talk to her and see if she's just like, you fucking weakling, like, fuck you. Just get out of that relationship. If she's like, oh, oops, I thought we were doing our thing. Then you, that's kind of your opening to be like, okay, still pretty shitty that you were unable to like you know differentiate between my real trauma and this thing we're doing but this is now the time that we need to get a safe word in play because Mm -hmm. obviously we can't do this 24 7 and you know move forward that way in a more healthy sense because right now it just sounds like you are someone's punching bag and someone's free labor and it sounds terrible like I said, like I, I on this personally believe that there's no fetish that can be healthy that is on 24-7. I honestly and truly believe that. I think there always needs to be a point where like you pause 
and take a breather, whether it is only for 10 minutes at a time or an hour at a time to like, you know, have some breakfast and shower and, you know, take a minute to sort of recoup and, and re return to humanity. Um, but I, I don't th- like you said everything that I need to say. Um, so I'm not going to repeat it. You need a safe word. And that's going forward. You need to address it with your partner. And even just like in standard BDSM, like aftercare is a big thing. And yes. like that's, that's after like, you know, a, a sexual experience, like could be half an hour, could be an hour, could be whatever. Whereas like you're doing this for weeks on end with no kind of affirmation. That sounds fucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like after a, a, you know, any sort of BDS, there's usually an aftercare situation. And the whole point of that is for the Dom to establish with the sub that he cares about or they care about their sub and that they care about their safety and their their feelings. And, you know, and it's usually like soft cuddling and like gentle rubbing of the areas that were hit, if there were any. Um, And that is like a way of being like outwardly, we show aggression. But internally, I still care much, like very much about you. Um, And so maybe you need to talk about, you know, instituting a period of aftercare. Maybe at night Mm -hmm. when you're going to bed, you have a nice little cuddle and she can thank you for what you're doing. And that's not going to break the fucking illusion. You know what I mean? And if it does, then it's an unhealthy fetish. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be the only way you're going to be able to continue because clearly you are worn down. Yeah. No. This is by user throw RA knowledge. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with the the title here. My girlfriend, 20 year old female, is completely crazy, but mostly in a good way. Spontaneous is an understatement. Sometimes she goes too far, but I love her for her crazy personality. I, 18 year old male, am more relaxed, and we balance each other out. Two recent incidents really freaked me out, though, and I need advice. I was driving on the highway with a lot of traffic. We were going maybe 40 miles per hour. She suddenly started tickling me and wouldn't stop when I yelled at her. I jammed on the brake and someone almost hit us from behind. I asked her what the fuck is wrong with her, but she just laughed about it and told me to chill. I said, why would you make me want to do that? And she says, or what would make you want to do that? She said, IDK, just felt like it. Then last Saturday, I was hiking with her and I was standing near this steep cliff. I'm usually wary of her because you never know what she's going to do, even though it's usually just a prank or something. I let my guard down, though. She went behind me and pushed me towards the cliff. I swear I almost fell off. She did it hard, and I ended up right at the edge. She was laughing so hard. I freaked out and started screaming at her, and I may have been out of line, but holy shit. She laughed about it at first, but then she started crying and saying she was sorry. Next day, she started texting me saying she didn't mean any harm and didn't know I would get so mad at her for doing that. Am I crazy for even thinking about this? Is it possible she's just immature, and if I get back with her, she'll be different? Kind of lonely, and I really love her, but this made me rethink the situation because now I feel she's legit crazy, not just fun crazy. Thanks for your advice. And this is my girlfriend tried to push me off a cliff as a joke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I think the answer is in that title. Yeah. Like it doesn't like no matter what the, what comes after that comma, you know what I mean? Like my girlfriend tried to push me off a cliff. Like it doesn't matter what, what you put after that. Unless it's change. like to save my life. <laughs> yeah maybe it was um, a low cliff and there was water and a bear was coming at you and it's like dang my girlfriend was a hero (laughs) um but it's like like regardless of the reason she was doing it or regardless of like what you know she thought she was doing she still tried to push you off a cliff my dude yeah there's gonna be a point in time where she's gonna do this and something bad is going to happen you know what i mean you can only tempt fate so often like what if it was like the ground on the edge of the cliff there was you know weak dirt and you just fucking ate shit well that's the thing it's like there are certain things you don't you don't fuck around beside you know what i mean like you don't jump onto train tracks even if there's not a train coming just because you know it's just one of those things like i'll bet you she'd do the same thing near in a subway oh 100 percent that's two situations you very easily could have died in. Like you don't fuck with people when they're driving, especially no. physically. You know what I mean? Even if she was like getting up in your face and like, blah, 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 or like whatever, it would still be pretty bad. But the fact that she literally physically is distracting you and like tickling you and then ignored you when you said to stop to the point where you were almost in a car accident. Like if you've been going any faster, you guys might've died. You know what and I mean? And it's not even like in that situation, it's not even about you guys. You're on a road. Oh, yeah. Where, like, all it took, like, if you spun out, you could have taken 
uh, you know, any number of fucking lives there. You could have like hit the fucking minivan with the kids. Like anything could have happened at that point. And yeah. You and know, also, if you hit someone, it would be your fault. Really? You're the driver. They're not going to be like, wait, she tickled you. You know, no one's going to have been there. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. And I I think there's something to be said about I don't think you should get back with this person. Um, they're clearly too immature to sort of grasp like the boundaries of what's a funny prank. Like if it was one thing like, oh, she's doing stupid shit at home and it kind of annoys me. And like, you know, maybe she broke something you liked or destroyed something that you had like, OK, cool. Like you, you could discuss boundaries then and like maybe give her another shot. But when it's your life and the lives of others, you mm-hmm. don't get a second stab at that. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing if someone breaks a fucking, you know, Lego house that you built mm-hmm. in comparison to, you know, spinning you out into a you know five car collision on the highway. Yeah. Also, like. The, the sentence where it's like, I let my guard down. I shouldn't have let my guard down around her because you never know. Can you imagine living like that? It's tense and on guard because your girlfriend may try to murder you. It reminds me of Winston from New Girl, where it's like, this is what she thinks pranks are. It's like she's trying yeah. to push you off a cliff. <laughs> she either goes too high or too low. Prank Sinatra. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, like, you definitely need to, I think there's no harm in talking to her and being like, Hey, I can't be with you because I literally don't know if I'm going to survive the next day. And she'll probably say, I won't do it again. I won't do it again. But it's like, she'll do it again and you'll die. Well, you know, you talk to her about the car thing and then she tried to push over a fucking cliff. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you just be like, sorry, I hope this is, you know, the step you need to mature in order to (laughs) keep the people that you supposedly care about safe. But I can't be with you. And I really hope that you're not with anyone until you sort of get your shit together because this isn't funny. Yeah. Like putting someone's life at risk is not funny. And then you could do a whole true crime podcast when she pushes the next person she gets with onto a subway line. Yeah. Here's uh, this is this to me is a Niall question. Oh, this is something this is something you would probably bring. And I, I'm not sure that you don't already have it. I'm not going to read anything but the question. My younger daughter's boyfriend has been staying with us for the last couple of weeks because his mom had the coronavirus and he didn't want to catch it. I made him stay in a different room. But since I'm busy with my work, he somehow got both of them pregnant and they are happy with it. and want to raise the babies at my house if the children as if the children were siblings instead of first cousins. They also want the boyfriend to move in. He got the who pregnant? The both of whom? Both of the daughters. Whoa. Uh, And then he goes on to say, (laughs) I'm against this because it's wrong for my daughters to share a boyfriend and it's weird. I want them to stay in school instead of drop out and raise a kid. I'm busy with work and can't provide free babysitting. They refuse to get rid of the pregnancies. What should I do? And this is their kid. Their Um, kids. So, yes. So the, the Reddit user is throw our way double gramps. And his question is, my daughters, 18 female and 21 female, both got pregnant from uh, 18-year-old male boyfriend. Uh, they want to raise the house together in my, or want to raise the kids together in my house. What should I do? Man, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. It's a wild, this, <laughs> it's a wild it's, move. It's like, hey, how about you come stay with us? Like, and we'll, like, help you and provide for you and protect you in this situation. I will get both your daughters pregnant. <laughs> how I mean, how like, are they he, cool with it? He's literally living like a fucking wild ass. He's living a porn life. Porn, yeah. yeah. Technically, there's nothing wrong with this. You know what I mean? He's not related to either of them, so technically, no. like he can he can have babies with both of them. I think and the they problem both, if they're both cool with it somehow, which they seem to be, like hey. So my concern here is that there might be a little bit more mingling between the sisters than there should be for relatives. Yeah. It seems unlikely that he would be able to have sex with both of them without upsetting them. If there wasn't some kind of like joint effort. Yeah. And whether that's just like, we're both actively okay with this beforehand and they're hopefully doing it separately. But like, that seems bizarre. Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't know really what to say about this. I think yeah, I'm, a, I'm at a loss here. 
I think as the dad, you kind of have to sit them all down and be like, hey, you realize that what you have here is a very, very difficult situation on your hand. And it's like, unfortunately, it's not your place to. But it's force not difficult. To... They just live together, raise the babies together. They already solved it for them. It seems quite simple. <laughs> I guess. I think you, um, you have to get to the to the bottom of like why they want to do this. Like, there, I assume there's there's a reason because like, do they feel like is it like a religious thing or like a societal thing where they feel like they can't? go any other way like do they feel trapped in this outcome or do they actively want this outcome and if they feel trapped it's kind of your responsibility to to guide them and like give them support so they don't feel that way and if they actively want it as well i guess discover why yeah and also am i alone in thinking that this guy looks like a really like weaselly skinny white rapper kid the one who got them both pregnant 100 yeah like, how yeah. much blackmail does he have on the daughters? Like, what? I feel like there's something else going on here. And it's either the incest angle that you men- mentioned, or it's some kind of, like, darker, like, blackmail magic thing. Maybe he's magic. I don't know. This seems weird. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so much that we don't know about this. I would definitely, like, try to talk to your daughters individually without him around and without the other... I would probably send him back to where he came from right now, honestly, because <laughs> who knows who's next? You might be pregnant already. Yeah. I mean, is the wife still in the picture? Because like I would, you know, is is are there mom living with you? Because she's the only one not she's safe about right to now. to be a mom again. Yeah. What if one of the daughters got pregnant in a different scenario and thought that this was the best way to get through that? Like, oh. as in, like lying and being like, oh, yeah, it was him. And like, he's like, I guess. And like, it's it's just a way for her to avoid. Like, I, don't I know. can't imagine any situation where <laughs> this, this is the better. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I Yeah, I feel like you need to talk to your daughter separately, figure out what's going on. But also like this dad, I'm not sure I necessarily trust him because like what does he say at the start it's like oh i made him stay in a separate room but i'm busy with work and somehow they're both pregnant now it's like what like how does him having his room at night like affect like it's just like that's not a direct correlation like well he sleeps in a different room at night but like whoa how did this happen it's like yeah, he somehow got him pregnant yeah it's like, well, there's all this other time in the day and other places and like what are you talking about I think that was just him sort of being like, hey, I, you know, I did what I could, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, you can't stop teenagers from fucking going to town on each other. No, they'll find a way. It's like Jurassic Especially Park. at that age. Um, yeah, but yeah, my, like advice for this would be like, maybe tell the son he cannot stay there any longer. Uh, get the daughters separately, talk to them and like get to the root of this. Find out why they want this to happen and how this situation came about and like then kind of make your best judgment with that because it seems like a very bizarre situation and like even just talk to them on a like uh like a consequences like talk to them about the consequences of this like if you do go for this batshit plan it's like i assume they're american i'm i don't know yeah i don't know well i'm assuming depending on where you are that like Actually, I don't really know marriage laws, but I'm, I'm assuming most places you're only really allowed to get married to one person, right? I guess it depends. Yes, on I shit. think I think most places frown upon polygamy. Yeah, so that's one thing you're going to have to deal with. So it's like if you ever do want to get married or like, you know, for like tax reasons or anything like that, it's like you're not really going to be able to or you're going to have to pick one and then the other one's going to be left in the lurch or like how do they then move on to like having a different relationship? You know, it's, it's just all these things. It's going to seem weird to people they meet. Um, well, there's also like the issue of the children. Like, ima- like imagine your kid growing up being like, Hey, your mom is also your aunt. Yeah. That's a fucking weird thing to say to someone. And it's going to like, it's going to make their lives very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think it's not, you need to think back at all the people you've ever made fun of in elementary school and shit for the stupidest bullshit and realize that like kids are savage. Oh yeah. And with, with things like, out. Oh yeah. Especially with things like social media. Fun. Yeah. It'll be so easy for like kids to find out that their like mom is also, you know, their aunt. 
Yeah, you need to just sim down and lay some truth on them and try to get to the bottom of it, you know? And like, also, I, I will disagree with one thing you said. I don't think you should kick this kid out right now. It will only further split you from the daughters. And like, the damage has already been done. He's not going to get them pregnant again. You don't know this man. He's so fertile. <laughs> um, so I would, I would definitely like have a talk, like a man to man talk with this guy and be like, Hey, like I took you in and you've sort of betrayed my trust and, you know, sort of lay down the law on this kid. Cause he is mm-hmm. fucking 18. See, that's the thing. It's like, for me, it's like by coming into this house and like doing that, it seems like a massive betrayal of trust, which is why I was like, you know, and also I just like, I don't trust this situation. I don't believe that it's, harmless so i wanted to get him out of the picture you know maybe i don't know maybe you could get rid i don't know maybe you, you're right though you don't want to like make things antagonistic already because yeah, if these two girls are, are both like we love him and we want him to be our father of our kid and we're gonna live together happily and you're like get out that's you're you're gonna yeah. lose any sort of rapport you have with your daughter mm-hmm. so i think you kind of like need to keep this also like i get it as you know the the patron of the house here you kind of you want to keep this kid safe too you can't be like no go get coronavirus with your mom or like kick him out on the street or some shit you know what i mean so it's like i get that issue as well but Mm -hmm. i think the main thing you need to think about is this will turn your daughters against you and at this point in time you need you need them to sort of be willing to open up to you and and be able to talk to them yeah no and that's one thing i was gonna say which is kind of along these lines was just like when you do talk to them don't try to like be antagonistic or anything like really just try to be open and honest and genuine like talk to them and figure out what the fuck happened and why the fuck they feel that way and just try to make something out of that because without knowing more it's kind of impossible to to figure it out i guess ultimately you're their dad so you just gotta support them try to yeah good luck yeah are you ready this is by user throw RA swooping is bad. My 27 year old male fiance, 24 year old female has accidentally lost slash broken three engagement rings. Now I'm starting to suspect she's doing it on purpose. I've been with her for three years now. I proposed a year ago, but it wasn't out of the blue. She'd been not so subtly hinting at getting engaged for months at that point. They were both somewhat hot headed. We generally have a good relationship. And we only occasionally fight about small, normal things. I know nothing about jewelry, but I spent a lot of time looking for the right ring to propose with. Talked to two of her closest friends to get their input, and in the end spent $4,000 on the ring. When she saw it, she told me she loved it, and I'm sure she was telling the truth. In January, she called me up in tears. She'd somehow lost the ring on her way home from work and had no clue where it might be. I left work early to come help her search, but since she'd been riding the subway, it was long gone. She was quite, quite distraught, so a few weeks later, I dipped into my savings and got her a different ring wasn't quite as expensive, but it was from the same jeweler and still a good make. Around June, I noticed one day that it had been a while since I'd seen her wearing it. She went pale and confessed that she thought she'd taken it off before bed one night and now was lost in our flat. We searched for days. I dug up half the floorboards looking for it, but the ring is still, to this day, missing. At this point, buying another ring was out of the question, too expensive, so I asked her she'd rather A, have a cheap one, under $50, until we're married, or B, go without a ring for now. She chose B. One day we were visiting my grandmother who asked my fiance where her ring was. When we told her it was lost, she was kind enough to give one of her rings instead. No. She seemed delighted and everything was working perfectly until I came home to find my grandmother's ring on the table, almost unrecognizable. My fiance cried, told me she managed to step on it that morning hard enough to break it. I took the ring to a jewelry repair service right away. They told me that since the stones were missing and the original fitting is warped, it will never really be the same. Then they told me they were certain someone stepping on it couldn't realistically cause that amount of damage. I got home. I brought it up to my fiance and asked if she was 100% sure she'd only stepped on the ring. She flipped out, yelled, asked if I was a, if I was calling her a liar. I mentioned what the jewelry store said. She screamed about her, him only caring because of the money and cost of the rings. So in two days, we've barely spoken, and she's only coming out of our bedroom for meals. TLDR. She has lost two of her engagement rings and broken a third. When I tried to talk about her. She exploded. Any advice on how to handle this? Uh, call off the wedding. <laughs> yeah. This is not I, normal behavior. I would assume, like, I try not to think the worst in people. It's hard to do after doing this podcast for almost two years. <laughs> but, like, I'm going to wager she fucking sold the two rings and then 
obviously tried to pry out the fucking stones of the third yeah. one. Uh-huh. Like, uh, there's there's no other way to to think, is there? Right? Because like I've I've owned rings. You know what I mean? I've seen rings. I know how they're made. There is no way that stepping on a ring would fuck it up. Yeah, and also you would have to like drop it, have it land like perfectly, like on its edge, erect, uh, and then step on it when it's erect. And like, not step on it. You'd have to fucking like stamp on it, like steel toe fucking boots or some shit. So unless your fucking fiance is walking around the house in the fucking, you know, like the big metal boots in Zelda that let you sink to the bottom of the fucking water temple, like unless that's the fucking <laughs> kind of shoe that she's wearing, there's the no way. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless she can kill a man by jumping on his head with these boots. Yeah, like it's impossible. And and the fact that like she fucking like lost her mind at you, you've already sank like three or seven grand into replacement rings, which by the way, isn't it kind of fucked up that like, as the guy you would spend like $4,000 and the girl's just like, thanks. Well, presumably it's like you have to buy the dress and shit, right? Yeah. For yourself though. I, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's even cause I also had to buy myself something expensive cause you have to get a suit <laughs> and shit too. Yeah. No, like again, I it's just an imbalance for, for years. About how much I fucking hate weddings. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you are 100% right. Um, somebody suggested checking local pawn shops for the first two rings. And I think that is a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Because. Um, or like, even. I don't know how Marketplace works. Try to see if like a Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Ads and shit like that. Yeah. Or Kijiji. A, like online kind of stuff. Because you know what? I think pawn shops give you such bullshit for wedding rings because like diamonds aren't actually rare anymore. So uh, like you, you would get next to nothing. So you're right. Maybe like a, a Facebook marketplace kind of deal. But it's like, does she have a habit that she needs money for? You That's know? the thing. Like, it's like you need to like if if this is happening, you kind of also have to figure out what that money is going towards. Yeah. Like um, is she just kind of like trying to get a bug out bag so she can leave you? Is she got a secret shopping or gambling or like drug addiction or something that you don't know about? None of which are good, good things when you're trying to get married. Yeah. Also, like she could just be conning you, my dude. Yeah. Like, like you seem like kind of an easy mark. You're actually checking off all of the fucking like con man classics. You're like swindling the rich older relative the fucking, yeah. you know, oh, I you know, I lost my ring. You know what I mean? Like, and now when she got caught, she's fucking gaslighting you into thinking that you're the asshole. And also when you have the choice of getting a cheaper ring or like waiting, she's like, yeah, we'll wait. It's like at that point, it's like, I'm sorry, you've lost your expensive ring privileges. Here's a trainee ring and we'll work up from there. Get her like something rubber and like staple it to her. See yeah, it's like the fucking... Back. The like the egg baby in home ec class. It's like <laughs> you need to prove that you can handle this little fucking, you know, 25 cent ring that I got at a little gush upon machine thing. Yeah. Uh, and then when I can when you can wear this for six months and not lose it, then we might upgrade you to sort of like the Walmart jewelry like rack, not even the counter, the little like fucking spinny rack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like and then we'll slowly upgrade from there. Mm hmm. And the best thing is, it's like, if I had done this, honestly, and someone was like, hey, what the fuck? Like, no part of me would be able to look you dead in the eye and get angry at you and be like, you're really going to accuse me? I'd be like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't get me a ring. Like, I I fucked up three times now. I wouldn't even, after I lost the first one, I would not ask for a replacement ring. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I I I would be like, I'm sorry. You get one, right? You know, one happens. I, people lose their rings, whatever. One is nothing. Two is not nothing. Three is a fucking shit show. Yeah, no, like, I don't think if if I lost a $4,000 ring, I would be like, you know what? Like, I'll take the fucking plastic. Well, I'll take the ring pop. You know what I mean? Like, I. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I, I don't. I would never want a $4,000 ring on my finger. Jesus Christ. Because yeah. I probably would fucking lose it. Or at the very worst, I would just be like so 
worried about losing it. You know what I mean? Be like walking around with like two grand in your pocket all the time. I don't want that. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Is she being mugged? Is she being blackmailed? Has she fallen afoul of the mob? I mean, all these things could be happening. But you definitely need to. I think the pawn shop and sort of like maybe look around on Kijiji and shit. Mm -hmm. Do you guys Um, have linked finances? Like, does she have new items that you can't explain? Like, this money has to be going somewhere. Yeah, I think you should definitely have like a very rational talk and be like, you have to understand, like, well, I trust you, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to understand these suspicious, like these circumstances are suspicious. Like, they're like, can you show me how you can step on a ring and pop out all of the fucking stones? Mm. And then some are unrecoverable that you just can't find them. Yeah, it's right? like you have to understand, like, this is troubling and, you know, it sucks. So and like, it's tough because like you pretty much are being like, hey, I think I think you are lying to me. Um, No matter how you phrase it, that is sort of the, you know, subtext like, uh, yeah, just like have a conversation with her because her reaction is worrying enough as it is because she shouldn't be exploding at you. She's the one that's fucked up, you know, all these times. You're yeah. the one that's down seven grand. Like she should be begging your forgiveness almost rather than exploding in your face. And maybe that's why she's doing it. Maybe she is so guilty and so shitty that she's trying to like flip the script by making it your fault for not trusting you. But that's also not cool. You guys really need to to get that together and also it's like if this jeweler is telling you that that damage isn't from someone stepping on it they have no reason to lie and she yeah this guy isn't going to be like hey you know what i need to do i need to break up couples who have already bought engagement rings because they're not going to buy another engagement ring so i need to break up engaged couples in order to keep selling engagement rings yeah because if you stay with her you're going to buy at least five more rings he knows that by now (laughs) yeah Yeah, I feel like you need to really get to the bottom of this and definitely do not get married before you do. Um, and maybe speaking, just break of, up. speaking of getting married before you know secrets of the other person, mm-hmm. uh, this question comes from Reddit user Affectionate Brother 4. Ooh. Again, I'm not going to read the, uh, the question name. Um, my wife and I met quickly and fell in love. We knew within 48 hours we would get married. Oh, Ten wow. months later, we were married. We have a wonderful life. We relocated across the country to, for work and settled down in a much bigger home than I have ever lived in. Two months into marriage, everything was bliss until a Facebook friend of hers sent her a porn video. She tried to play it off as spam, but I could see the fear in her eyes that I would find out. I did some digging on her old computer and found out she was selling pictures and videos of herself online for the past two years. She was negotiating what she would do in the videos, how long, how much she would get paid. I confronted her and she confessed and we had a heated verbal fight where she said she would do anything to keep me and she's very sorry for hiding this from me and she loves me more than anything. It broke me. She told me hundreds of times I was her first love and the second person she had slept with. That was obviously a lie. She really had slept with over 20 guys she was filming with these videos. Here's the kicker. She is now the one saying that she does not want to try to resolve it. No counseling, no talking about it, nothing. I'm at a loss for what to do. I had never been so betrayed or deceived in my life, but I still love her and would like to try and work it out. She has not talked to me in three days and her last message said it won't work out. Do you think I'm missing something? Should I let her go? Please fill me in on how I can no longer feel like I'm having or getting punched in the stomach over and over. I've not slept or eaten days. I cannot focus on work or anything productive. Well, don't fucking agree to marry someone after 48 hours, first of all. Well, I think that was like their, it was love at first sight. They got married after 10 months. 10 months is still fucked. Yeah. Um, Unless you're like 70. Are they 70? Um, He's 27. She's 23. Okay. Yeah. That's a real good way to throw your life away. Um, Now, the pictures and videos that she's doing while you guys are together or while they're together, was that like just self stuff or was she actually filming with people? I don't know, because it does say that she was negotiating what she would do in the videos, how long and how much we get paid. So I mm-hmm. assume those were like. Um, Sounds like a self her, stuff, right? Yeah. But then she then he does say that she was filming with over 20 guys now while, while she was filming her videos. Yeah, so if that was in the past, she had done stuff with guys. But now she was doing stuff, you know, like tape of her masturbating or whatever and sending it out for money. Those are very that's that's one thing. If she's currently sleeping with people and filming it and sending it out for money, that's another thing. 
You yeah, know? I'm I'm going to be assuming that he says for the past two years she's been doing this porn and that there are videos of her sleeping. So I'm assuming that it, it was like up until recently she was still sleeping with other dudes for these videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, right there is grounds for a relationship to be ended, in my opinion. I think that like yeah. if if she's going to be sleeping with multiple different people that you don't know about, um, God knows if they're using protection or if there's any sort of like STD prevention happening mm-hmm. here. Um, but just the fact that like she's cheating on you. Yeah. That's like that. Like I agree with that. Whereas if it is just her like sending out tapes to people, like it's less cut and dry. I don't know, man. I don't think it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, Cause there's a difference between like work and play really. So it's like, if you're just like, I don't know, like if someone has an OnlyFans that's doing well, but they're not literally cheating on you and then they get with you, like it's still just a business to them really. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I definitely think that's something that you need to disclose in a, yes, a partnership, I, I specifically a marriage. I definitely don't think there's any like, carte blanche to just not disclose that but i do think it is also better than actually actively cheating with someone on on someone and filming it um that's the thing it's it's kind of weird because to me it's like it's more of a gray area if it's just like pictures or videos of herself you know yeah i do i understand what you're saying there and um but like for my perspective i i don't like i don't think there's any sort of situation here that uh i would just be like this is fine. I think this is grounds for a divorce. I think it's a grounds for uh, the termination of this relationship. I also think this is a valuable lesson for you to learn here that 10 months is not enough time for you to learn enough about a person. Yeah. It also just seems weird to me because like at the start, like even the question seems a little all over the place because it sounds like, he was upset and then he was going to break up with her, but then she won't talk to him and she wants it ended. So it's like, it almost like flipped the script in the middle and I'm not sure what he was really getting at, but it's like, if she wants to end things, then like, you don't really have a choice, do you? And on top of that, it's like, you know, I'm sure words were exchanged. If you're going to be like, she said, Oh, she only slept with two people, but she really slept with 20 people. And you found out she had some, you know, online videos and was sending shit. I very much doubt that conversation went down without you saying some pretty unforgivable shit to her. Um, Hey, maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. But it's like if heated words were exchanged that were hurtful or, you know, shamey, it's very possible that the ship has sailed on your relationship. And at this point, it should be maybe trying to just make sure you get out of this with a place to live and, you know, most of your assets. Yeah, yeah, it's a shit situation, and I think it's it's a great warning sign for people who like. In my opinion, ten months is sort of like around the time that like maybe you should consider becoming exclusive with someone. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's like sort of my idea of a timeline. Even though we've talked about like timelines are bullshit; they don't really exist. But mm-hmm. like getting married to someone within ten months that's is so dumb. There's no way of having a full grasp of someone, especially with someone like if you're not living with them, like getting married before you live with someone is the wildest idea because like you don't really know a person until you've lived with them. Mm -hmm. And that is a fact. It's it's just insanity. Even like moving in with someone after 10 months, I think is crazy. Yeah, even that is is a very bold move that I would, you know, I would give the sort of like peek over the glasses like Mm -hmm. really, Mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know, but just be more careful in future. Yeah, sorry, dude. Are you ready for a red flag time? Yes. Uh, now, I realized last week, in case someone is this is their first time listening, they have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Oh, that's true. Um, so uh, Niall brings in either uh, Tinder or like online dating profiles that have been submitted to us from our listeners that they've come across in the wild. And then we discuss whether it is a good profile or a bad profile, specifically what the red flags are that are being presented. Mm -hmm. Now this is going to be a little different because this is, I'm going to read out a post from dating advice and you're going to tell me if they're what red flags or what you can give me your general impressions. Okay. 
Met him on an online dating app. Can't say we had exciting conversations, but I was open to getting to know him because he seemed to be a good catch. Asked me out on the first date and suggested we meet halfway between where he and I live, which is fine. I could drive myself anywhere, but he's the only person that has made me drive that far west, whereas other guys I've met put in the effort to drive closer to my suburb. So we should meet at Starbucks. I get there 15 minutes early and was waiting. He texted me saying he was running a bit late and showed up 15 minutes after the scheduled time. Not a big deal. People are busy and get stuck in traffic, etc. But then he shows up with a tumbler in his hand and says, hey, nice to meet you. Are you going to grab something to drink? I already made this tea before I made my way here because I don't really like any of the drinks at this place. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, well, we could have chosen another place, something we both enjoy, because I'm also not a huge fan of the drinks here, to which he replied, just seemed like a central convenient place to meet. So then I ended up buying my own drink. I'm very independent. I'm not upset I had to spend my own money, but the things he, that bothered me were he picked a location that was specifically halfway between us. He was late. He shows up with a drink in hand despite asking me to meet the place. Is this normal? Yeah, man, this seems like the dude who is going to nickel and dime everything. And I don't necessarily mean monetary. I mean, like, everything has to be equal or like everything's got like a tit for tat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everything is going to be like, well, I did the dishes. So you and they took me 15 minutes to do. So I know you took the garbage out. That's only like five minutes worth of work. So I'm also going to need you to like, you know, wipe down all the windows (laughs) to get the rest of the 10 minutes of, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this dude. Well, like showing up with a drink is just a wild move. Yeah. Especially like. Like, okay, Starbucks, whatever. Like, there's no way you're so into tea or coffee that Starbucks tea or coffee just, you can't. You just can't do it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's like, I imagine the tea that you have is probably from a grocery store. Yeah. So I can't believe that you wouldn't be able to find like a peppermint tea of equivalent value. Maybe it'll be a little pricey because Starbucks is a little pricey. But like, again, it's... If you can't afford a tea on a date, maybe you shouldn't be inviting people out to places on dates. Like, is yeah. he show up with his own beer to the bar? You know? Yeah. Like, that, that's a really Hey, let's bar. go to eat, but uh, let me just sneak off into the bathroom because I, I got to shake this steak up in my hot water bottle to warm it up. Yeah, I got a bag full of carrot sticks in my pocket. BRB. That's Girl, look at the thermos. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a red flag on her on her side. Okay. She seems very upset that they'd be meeting halfway. Most other guys put in more effort to drive closer to my suburb. I don't think there's anything wrong about meeting halfway. No, absolutely not. Um, and that's that's kind of like colored it a little for me because like I think she was already upset about that, you know? And also the money thing where she doesn't mention it, but she does mention that she's not upset she had to spend her own money. Which makes me think she's upset she had to spend her own money. No, I think that's a disclaimer. Uh, like, I understand why she said that because a lot of people's first reactions would be like, oh, you're just a woman who expects guys to pay for all the dates. I don't know. It seems like- that is nine times out of ten. Like, anytime I, I hear like people complaining, it's like that's sort of like one of the first things people complain about being like, oh, you you just wanted a free date or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I the think- very fact that well, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe she was like pre answering that question. Yeah. But to me, it seems like not thinking about that. It seems like she was answering her own like like she expected it, but she's not upset that she didn't get it. You know, uh, but I also think I think there is something fair to say about if like if you're like, hey, let's meet at Starbucks. If you're the one asking someone to a place, I honestly believe that you're you should be the one buying first round. I'm not sure I agree, but I do think if you're inviting someone to a place, you should be partaking. <laughs> you imagine yeah. inviting someone out for dinner and be like, oh, I ate before I got here. Even that would be wild. But like showing up with your own thing. So I think red red flags abound. Yeah. All right. And then we got three profiles. Okay. Uh this is a hinge thing. And it's fact about me that surprises people. Once they won't let me board my flight because they said my WAP is carrying too much liquid. Sad face. Ew. (laughs) Right? That's not what that means. Right? Like, it seems like this person doesn't know how vaginas work. And I'm assuming it's a person with a vagina. It, it, by all, uh, by everything I can see on the profile and all outward appearances, yes. 
wet ass pussy doesn't mean you're like containing <laughs> liquid inside of you. Yeah, you're fucking with this full ass bladder. Well, that's another thing. I, I think it sounds like she's saying that her specifically her vagina is just like just brimming. Yeah. With fucking liquid. Like somehow there is some sort of like gravity thing that's keeping it all in. But like, you know, one one good shove and she's one fucking flooding this plane. Yeah. yeah. Like I read this and I was like, I feel like I know what she's she's trying to make a WAP joke. She's trying to say that she's got a, a hella WAP and she's trying to make a joke. And she's failing so hard at yeah. all those things. I mean, I don't think it's a red flag. I just think it's well, just not a great joke. It's a terrible, it's a complete red flag. She doesn't know how vaginas work, or she does, and hers is just doing things it shouldn't. But on top of that, she just she's not funny. Yeah, that's she fair. All the time in the world, she couldn't even construct a semi-coherent joke. Yeah, because like the the idea here is that like you know, people don't let you on planes because you have like eight ounces of liquid. <laughs> so are you telling me you got fucking eight shots in your vagina right now? Just fucking sloshing around in there? What are they doing? Specifically, the vagina isn't a receptacle. You know what oh, I mean? Like it's not, it's they, not a... How'd they figure it out? I assume it's just the sloshing. Probably. Right? Like I assume, I assume she got on and it sounds like a fucking waterbed in her pants. I'm giving that a two. Yeah. This is Christine. Um, and she's wearing a... Uh, Pornhub top. Okay. It says, can eat a banana without chewing. But you're not eating it then. <laughs> exactly. Two. And last but not least, this is Tess. I can't stop thinking about that now. Like, I get you're trying to say you can deep throat real well, but once you get it down your throat, do you just seagull it? Because that's not attractive. Uh, this is Tess. Bye, ginger babe. Dance emoji. Fun but introverted egalitarian yogi and foodie raised by two chefs. I have a strong moksha, modo, yoga background, but my practice is eclectic, just like my music taste. Voracious reader into art, horticulture, cycling, philosophy, hiking, live music, history, embroidery and tie-dye, etc. Canoe tripping slash camping, movie watching, dot, dot, dot. In a serious yet explorative long-distance relationship, so I'm looking for friends to chill with and see where it goes. Kiss face wink. I would need more definition on what their relationship status is. It's explorative yet serious long distance relationship. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I like is explorative. Does that mean open? Yeah, no, you're completely right. I'm joking just by repeating it as if that would make sense. If that's the case, then like, cool, I got nothing wrong with it. But that's like really my only problem is I would need I would need a, a little bit more clarification on what the parameters of her pre-existing relationship is. Mm -hmm. How about everything else? It might be a little new agey, but. Ultimately, I don't think I have any problem with it, you know? Is it wrong that tie-dye is a red flag for me, specifically? You know what? I think I think a lot of people got into tie-dye over this quarantine, and as long as you're not trying to sell it, as long as she doesn't have a fucking tie-dye Etsy shop, mm -hmm. then I'm okay with it. But, but like if you think that someone out there is going to buy your fucking tie-dye, <laughs> I think it's okay. Fair. But for me, it's like tie-dye is so uninvolved right unless i don't know enough about tie dyeing it's very simple and you just kind of like tie and dye like how could that be when like something's so boring and simple and quick maybe it's therapeutic maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know enough about tie dye i'll give it a five <laughs> uh i got no problem i'm giving it like a seven or eight okay and that's it we did it well then, thank you very much for listening. It has been a pleasure to uh, record this podcast for you to enjoy on this fine Monday afternoon, evening, or whenever you listen to it, because you might not listen to it when it came out. Mm -hmm. But you should. But you should. Back in time, right now, and listen to it when it came out. Do a little bit of capoeira, send yourself right on back, and uh, we're coming up on two years now, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're, what, three episodes away? Two, one yeah. episode away? Yeah. Time flies. Even when time it doesn't flies. feel like it is. Yeah, even in the longest year ever. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a question for us or would like to reach out and contact us for our whatever reason, you can find us on Facebook at FCK Buddies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore Buddies. Or if you want to send us like a big long question, uh, best way to do that would be email at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us online uh, at fbuddiespodcast.com and you can click the contact form and you can fill it out and we'll get it and we'll answer you as soon as we can. And thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvard Cities, for their song, Paper Stars. Are you ready? I mean, I don't know anymore. Usually I say yes, but 
Sure. Yeah, okay. This is first encounter. He stared at his tentacles as they moved slowly <laughs> in the current. Schoolgirls were out. A plan formed in his mind and he swam to the surface, hesitating momentarily before pulling himself from the water. It ran off his rubbery skin in rivulets as he made his way across the grounds. No humans were around to witness the incredible trek, and no human would believe his eyes had he been a witness. Hogwarts watched the giant squid approach and felt apprehension well up in his kitchen. What are you doing? The words weren't spoken, but they were understood. Just trust me, the giant squid replied, caressing Hogwarts' outer walls. I'm not ready, Hogwarts exclaimed, trying to push the giant squid away with its magic. Hold on. Hogwarts. Are we talking about the actual physical castle? Hogwarts, you're lonely. I'm lonely. We don't have to be. Besides, you can't go around manipulating your staircases. You know about that? Everyone does it. Sort of. That's beside the point. I've never... The temperature within the castle rose in embarrassment. I'll go slow. I promise. He began to caress a window, teasing it open. Hogwarts sighed, the fight leaving him. He relaxed, allowing the tentacle inside, where it brushed against the inner walls before settling on the stone floor. He fastened suction cups to the floor, lifting the tentacle away so it pulled on the floor without losing its grip. Another sigh swept through the halls of Hogwarts. Oh, Merlin, that feels good. His rapture turned to fright as he felt a tentacle work its way into a second window. I don't... Trust me, it'll feel good. Remember this? He pulled the suction cups a little harder and Hogwarts groaned. Do it again. The giant squid complied, and as he did so, thrust his second tentacle in. Hogwarts shuddered, coming very close to ending the fun. The giant squid backed off, unwilling to finish so soon, waited for Hogwarts to calm down before sending the second tentacle to search the room. He felt the need to fill Hogwarts as much as possible, and raised another tentacle, caressing his outer walls, running along windowsills and tracing individual bricks. So caught up in the bliss, Hogwarts didn't even notice the giant squid slip in a third and fourth tentacle. This incredible Hogwarts breathed. This isn't even the best part. He held up his two longest tentacles. These can reach farther than the room. They can go into your hallways. I want them in me. Are you sure? They're quite large. Apprehension rolled through his kitchen again. While he was deciding, the giant squid forced another tentacle in. You have three tentacles left to decide. What happens if I don't? In response, the squid saw the sixth into another window. Two, he said simply, with a hint of warning. Hogwarts could take them all. He knew it could. But what would the other wizarding schools think? Would both <laughs> allow a giant squid to violate her? Certainly not. If Durmstrang ever found out, there'd be no end of teasing. The giant squid grew impatient and slid a seventh tentacle in, followed immediately by an eighth. Two, one, time's up and you didn't decide. What? But that's not fair. It was a simple question. Yes or no? Now I'll have to punish you. And with that, he struck Hogwarts square on the outer wall with a paddle-like tentacle. Hogwarts yelped and tried to squirm away, but the tentacles and his foundations held firm. Giant Squid struck him with the other. Again and again. Also, you're a school! Again and again he spanked the naughty wizarding school until he sobbed for the Giant Squid to stop, and still he spanked. It finally stopped, but Hogwarts didn't have time for reprieve, for the Giant Squid forced his extra-long spanking tentacles into two separate windows. They slid through the room and forced the doors open, pain only adding to Hogwarts' pleasure. They're in the halls now, massaging their long, stone tunnels. It was incredible, the giant squid thought. He should have done this ages ago. Every tentacle in a different window. No schoolgirl, no matter how many movies she made, could hold all ten tentacles at once. Each one moved differently and with a different pace, driving Hogwarts crazy. He felt a familiar feeling and doubled his efforts. Ink exploded all over Hogwarts, some finding its way into the windows. He unified his tentacles somewhat, completely focused on Hogwarts. It must be close. And then it happened. Water shot out of faucets, toilet overflowed, and bread set in ovens to keep warm by thoughtful house elves exploded. Hogwarts shook violently to its foundations, rousing filch from bed and sounding house elves and Mrs. Norris scrambling for covers. Even Hagrid heard the groan of stone and came running. He searched around the castle and through it but found no sign of intruders. Most perplexing was the sticky ink on one side of the castle. Hagrid peered through the dark towards the lake but was unable to see the ripples left in the wake of the giant squid. It slipped beneath the waves, wanted to grin, even though his beak was incapable. He anticipated a very short summer before professors and students returned, so we'd better make the most of it. Okay, I think this is the sex writing that has done the most to me. Because, like, is it weird that I kind of think that, like, if I were a house, having house sex would actually be pretty fucking cool? 
Well, why wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? Like having all those holes. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I, at first I was like, why would anyone write this? And then I'm like, why am I not a house? <laughs> why am I not a castle? Yeah. You I, don't, I don't know if I'd want a squid wall. to be fucking me. Still but... corridors to trace your brickwork. I'm going to spend my week meditating on this. You know, I, I thought you'd um, have, but hey, here we are. No, it's yeah, like I, it's literally it's it might have changed my entire perspective on how sex should be done. <laughs> this is going to finish us if that didn't already. Um, this might not make any sense to you if you haven't played the hit game Among Us. But this comes from uh, Pornhub user Big Simp Dog. And he says, don't know, looks kind of sus. <laughs> my name is Dave Miller and I'm Mal Spain and we've been your fuck buddies take care and don't be sus <laughs> <laughs>